Welcome to Fatal Follower Presents Reaction Reviews. We preface every review with a yay, woohoo, a nay, boo, or a enjoy the show. Welcome everyone to Fatal Follower Presents Spooktober Month. We are doing a reaction review for Boys from County Hell from 2020. Joining me today for the review, Gabriel. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Donnie. Always a pleasure to be here. Thanks to RLJE and Shutter for providing the screener. Uh, I'll give the synopsis. A crew of hardy road workers led by a bickering father and son must survive the night when they accidentally awaken an ancient Irish vampire. Directed by Chris Baugh, writers Chris Baugh, Brendan Mullen, uh, starring Jack Rowan, Nigel O'Neill, Louisa Harlan, and a few others. This is billed as a comedy horror. Uh, what I like about the tagline for this one is, hard work never killed anyone until now. All right, so, First things first, Gabe, what did you think of Boys from County Hell? Was it a yay, a nay, or a meh? It was definitely a yay. Definitely a yay for me too. All right, so I would say from some of the reviews that we've done together, uh, a couple of them were billed as comedy horror movies. I would say this is probably one of... Uh, my favorite movies that we've reviewed together. And I would uh, say that the comedy and the horror definitely worked for this one. Um, do you want to give uh, listeners a little bit of an idea of why you're going to give this movie a yay and why you would uh, recommend it? Sure. I can go first. Um, it was a solid plot. It was an original take on the idea of vampires. It had truly funny moments. Um, the characters were very three-dimensional for the most part. Um, <clears throat> some scenes were unexpected. Very good special effects. And um, I definitely enjoyed uh, the twists within the story. The Again, we have seen so many vampire movies at this point, and to see one that presents a variation on the myth as successfully as this one is rare. I would agree. Um, and I, I probably should have mentioned this. Uh, just the quick uh, plot. I know I gave you the synopsis, but uh, it's set in Six Mile Hill. It's a fictional backwater town whose only claim to fame is that Bram, Bram Stoker stayed there once and based Dracula on the local legend of Abertak. Abertak is the uh, the vampire that we are dealing with in this movie. And what Gabriel alluded to is that uh, we're not just talking about a random vampire or a random Dracula. We're talking about the what would be uh, the original uh, vampire. And uh, when Abertak is awakened after the his remains are demolished due to the preparation of the bypass, which is already unpopular with the locals, it's the construction team that is ultimately the ones that have to face this creature 
and put him to rest. And uh, like Gabriel, I, I think that the plot was solid. Um, you get to uh, meet the characters and it starts off in a really interesting way with a couple of people that you won't get to uh, know about until later in the plot. So it's, a, it's an elderly couple and you uh, something happens to them that's very strange. And then you are introduced to the construction crew. And what I thought was really interesting is the thing that happens at the beginning, um, I won't spoil this movie because I think it's definitely worth seeking out and checking out on your own. But I will say the couple at the beginning, uh, something happens to them that you uh, may be taken back by. Uh, and I think that it's a unique kind of premise to uh, the vampire lore. Uh, it's something that you won't see in a lot of vampire movies. And so when you see that at the beginning, um, you mean like, the hmm. opening scene? Right? Yeah, this the... is mysterious with the elderly couple. Yeah. Yep. And so uh, you know that something is odd, and then it, there's a flashback. So now we're we're being told kind of what's happened to, to get, get to, to this that point. point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the characters? I know you mentioned in your in your reaction that you enjoyed that they were fleshed out. Uh, what about it? What about the characters did you like? That's a great question. <laughs> um, so I, I think that the main character was likable, um, despite being someone who is directionless. Eugene? Eugene, mm -hmm. right. Um, he's very directionless. He seems not to have a desire to be a productive member of society to a degree. Yeah. But there's, there's more about him than what you're seeing. And as the movie progresses, you take this journey with him to understand maybe some of the reasons why he has given up in life. Yeah. Um, the passing of his mother is one of them. So I, I can relate with that. Um, he also has uh, his friendship with his best friend who is also going to be out of a home once they build the pass, the bypass. Yeah. So I, I understand that he's in this moment in his life when he sees things as maybe not being fair and as how the people that he cares about are losing things or not having a second chance. Um, while his father, who... You know, he's probably a character that I didn't like. <laughs> and even during his uh, redeeming scene, I still was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to look for the word and I cannot find it. But So this was, the, the name of this of this character, was his name was Francie. And Francie, the yes. actor, Nigel O'Neill, I think was was incredible. Oh, he did a, a great job yeah. because he he becomes very unlikable yeah. very quickly. Yeah. And, and but, you not, but not in such a way where you want something bad to happen. No. But in such a way where it hinders uh, the characters and what they need to do. Everybody. And, yeah. Yes. So, but you're like, oh my goodness, if this man wasn't here, uh, the amount of things that could have been avoided. Right. But at the same time, uh like you know he has a certain view of the world and i think um you are again, definitely seeing like generational 
differences. Right. There's a, there's a lot of generational differences, but also, you know, it's, it's, it's a very kind of selfish person in a sense, like, oh, I'm looking out for me and mine, but, but mostly for me. Uh, and I don't yeah. care what happens. Uh, and everybody should have this kind of work, work ethic. Even if the people that I have known for a long time are affected by it in a negative way, like who cares? It's it's my life and I'm doing my thing. Yeah. But I also have a feeling that he wasn't a very popular person in the town, so he probably didn't have a lot of friendships or relationships. Yeah, you can sense. tell like certain comments, and the trio of friends is as Eugene, Claire, uh, SP, and William. And uh, SP is like new to the crew. Uh, Claire is the bartender and she also helps uh, Eugene and William, which work kind of as uh, construction. And they just kind of do a little bit of whatever. And um, what you find out from comments that they make throughout the film is um, Francie would, this is something common with with Francie. Like they know that uh, his reactions or things that he would do, they already know what to expect from him. Um, so he's kind of a hard ass. He's an acquired will. taste, he I is. would say. Yeah. Um, Which has kind of stunted Eugene in a way from growing, it seems like. Yeah. Um, but, and you also are introduced to another family, uh, uh, George, which you can tell that George and Francie, the two older gentlemen, uh, they know each other and they know that, um, uh, you know, that there's, the town isn't most prosperous, if you will. The only, the only, I guess, thing that keeps the town together is tourists coming because they know that Bram Stoker once stayed there and obviously wrote Dracula. So you can tell that behind the scenes, the town is suffering from uh, any sort of prosperity. And so this bypass is going to bring them some money, but they don't know what kind of money. Um, so that's kind of a cool element I thought was interesting is that whole dynamic of uh, what happens to a small town when something is altered in this way and geography and the geography would be altered in, in, in this way right. for this town. I think it's, uh, it's important to mention that, um, Stoker is Irish mm-hmm. and this is an Irish town. Yeah. And so them saying this whole story about the fact that Stoker stole the whole identity of the town essentially to make Dracula by making it about Avertak without um not really making it about Avertak. without really making it about Avertak. Yeah. I, I you know I, I Google about it, read a Wikipedia article and apparently there's uh like a lot of actual research done about this yeah. that seems to indicate that he indeed had aspects of this Avertag mm. myth uh, put into Dracula. So mm. I, I that's something that I didn't know. Mm. And so that's another plus that I give to the movie. When I read a book or I see a movie and they actually teach me something that I yeah. didn't know and it happens to be factual or mm. to a degree correct, I'm like, wow. Yeah, because you it was educational. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't know it from the adaptions mm-hmm. because the adaptions have done a really good job of whitewashing like the character of Dracula. Um, I mean, even if you watch like Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula, for example, um, that's a that's a vastly different portrayal than in the book. Uh, even though there are lots of moments in the in the movie uh, that are in the book, uh, but I, I like how they made this. Um, 
this portrayal of the vampire as more of the creature that it was inspired by, like the the tale, the, the lore, right. uh, which I thought was cool. Um, and those are always my favorite types of vampire movies and vampire portrayals. Uh, it, it kind of harkens back to that Nosferatu kind of idea. Um, so we're introduced to these characters and you see that they spend a lot of their nights in this bar and they're drinking at the Stoker. And um, then uh, once the plot unfolds and, you know, once the horror once begins, the horror begins <laughs> and the bloodletting starts, um, there is a tragic event that happens to, you know, the, the community that kind of sets off the chain of events. And what I thought about uh, after watching it is it happened in an organic way. It didn't happen in a way that was very um, kind of silly or didn't make sense to the plot. It really kind of threaded along in an organic way. <laughs> I, I, I want to, you know, commend the director because that scene was done so master fully. Mm. It was amazing to see. It was very well laid out. Like you're saying, it felt organic. The dialogue, uh, the way that it was preparing you for it, and it still you didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, this is another plus that I'm going to give the movie here. It's that the movie does a lot of, uses a lot of uh, Chekhov's gun <laughs> as the movie goes on. Like no line is wasted. The exposition that they show you throughout the movie, everything that the characters do they find out the things that they comment on on their daily lives. All of these things become integral to the plot at some point. And you just hear this gun going off (laughs) throughout the movie. So I I think that props to them for doing it not just once, but multiple times. They really really created a world that that felt like when you watch the movie, you felt like you were watching a real story with real characters. That's correct. And real ramifications, even though some of it was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. The funny the the funny aspects and the jokes were also organic. They didn't right. seem like they were just tacked on to be a comedy horror. Right. They became part of who they were as characters. Right. And the story and the community. Like you could see these people using this kind of gallows humor to deal with the situation that yeah. they are in. And again, like like you're saying, unlike many of the other movies that we have reviewed, I think that this is one of the first ones where we are both giving it a very enthusiastic J. Yeah. And and the reason again is the characters, it's a movie has to have a collection of things to work. From the technical to having an interesting plot. But an interesting plot is nothing if there's no emotional engagement involvement with the characters but this this movie has it all it has a solid plot that is intriguing and interesting with characters that are well developed that you care about that do things in the movie that you can get behind Mm -hmm. uh even the characters that are unlikable like francie you enjoy what they are bringing into the movie and at the same time it's done in a very good technical 
way. Yeah. And I think that the scenes, the set pieces, they're very clever. It's very well laid out. Mad props to everyone involved in the movie, from the special effects people to the people who did the editing, the cinematography, the director, the actors. Everybody did a truly amazing job. And I'm really glad that this was a movie that we both got to watch together that we got to enjoy um yeah yeah it's it's uncommon that this all these pieces fit together and what i really thought was was fun is um you know i agree with all of those things and and just to point out to some of the listeners out there that are also in it for some of the gore and some of the special effects just to, to highlight those um the special effects the prosthetics that they use on um uh, the the ghoul, if you will, uh, of the feature uh, looked very classic, but yet it was something new to the table that they brought. Uh, I liked how they portrayed the minions or the, the people that turned, the vamps. Yeah. Uh, those were different and they looked cool. Um, there's an interesting aspect as to how this vampire feeds, which I won't mention, but I thought it was highlighted in a very cool way that I had never seen in any vampire right. movie. Um and I thought those special effects were really cool. Whether yeah. it was practical or CGI, I couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked realistic. Um, and I think uh, based off of watching the extras on the Blu-ray that was provided, uh, I thought that the making of the movie was was interesting because uh, you get to learn how the practical effects were used. Uh, there's a scene with the bull in the movie and you got to see how that was done. Yeah. Uh, there were there were lots of cool things. And then there is a piece where they talk about the CGI, which uh, is very limited. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the director and the creators wanted to make sure that it, it all fit into the movie so it didn't take you out of the movie. Right. Um, and one of the cool things that I thought uh, when uh, I was looking at the trivia for the movie, one thing was after the location scout on the film um, yesterday, which is uh, from 2019 from the director, uh, Chris Ball. He wrote this screenplay in five days while he was in his underwear and drinking vodka after visiting Stoker's actual grave in Boulder's Green. I thought that was a funny little bit because uh, it does fit how the tone of the movie is. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, It's funny, but there's that dark aspect to it. what did you think of that? Uh, there are some moments in it that are kind of touching too. I thought, like, yes. not only with the characters, like with Eugene and Francie, but also just with other characters in the movie that happen to, like, you know, uh, fall uh, from death, <laughs> fall, fall of death. <laughs> uh, you know, how? What did you think of that? Because I thought there were some moments where I was like really feeling for everyone that that happened to be a victim turned or <laughs> yeah. turned to a victim or died or whatever uh despite the gore looking really cool mm-hmm. and kind of standout moments uh what did you think about the emotional aspects i i think again it, it was a very well done movie i uh the the first death i would say was handled so well and mm-hmm. like i said i i didn't see it coming but the moment that it was happening yeah everything came together with a lot of things, like I said, the Chekhov guns that they Mm -hmm. had mentioned. Mm -hmm. And it it was an incredibly touching, painful. Yeah. Like, you know, I I was wrapped in the movie and I was like, oh my goodness, this is intense. It's it's not going to let me go now. Yeah. Um, So I think that uh, the other deaths were not as emotional, but they were handled really well. You know, Mm -hmm. there was good dialogue. It even added 
another aspect to some of the characters yeah. when they met their demise right. and what they did there and what they said. Um, yeah, and, and I think even there were some truly uh, creepy moments too, like even though that the tone was oh. a little different, there were a few moments that I thought were genu- genuinely creepy. And I would say, especially with like the climax of the movie, like there are some scenes like in a house that's pretty creepy. <laughs> I... um, but even like when you, what I think is clever is you don't really see a lot of Albertech, like you, yeah. you which was smart on them of not course. to overshow the mat, the baddie. Uh, they did it in, in interesting ways, whether it's in the background or even at the forefront. I think it, it, it worked to their advantage based on, again, what the legend of Avertag is and what they mentioned at the beginning. I think that that was really well done. Well, not the opening scene, but one of the first scenes when, when they're telling the legend yeah. to this uh, tourist <laughs> couple. Uh, very well executed the scene. Mm-hmm. But again, they're telling you everything about the legend. And of course, they think that this is a joke and like, oh, it's a funny story. But when you see it, come to life all these aspects of the legend as they're mentioning it yeah it's uh horrifying but i think it's good because they don't focus on the character itself but they focus on what the character does well and that also gives you insight as to albertak as, as a creature yeah because they mention things that don't that stoker and other people portrayed dracula and vampires like and their weaknesses and that's right. incorrect right and so you get a lot of information a lot of exposition that you you'll find about, later, helpful later right that these weaknesses are not the <laughs> usual weaknesses yeah of the tropes vampires. aren't there right and, but again like i i mean stoker i'm, I'm sure that he didn't just base it on avertag of course like yeah uh, uh well i I'm, I'm gonna make here a comment about another uh series that we have watched that I know that you're going to review, uh, Midnight Mass, where they're talking about Erythropoieta protoporphyria, which is the disease of vampirism. Mm-hmm. And so I, I first read about it on a Reader's Digest from 1987. That's when I first mm-hmm. learned about what Erythropoieta protoporphyria was mm-hmm. and how these people had this genetic condition that the moment that their skin was exposed to light, uh, their pores would open and they would start bleeding out of it. Mm-hmm. And it was a disease that novels, some novels would develop because they had been so intertwined in the genetics of their own families to keep this lineage going that, that this was unavoidable. So they mm-hmm. developed this disease. So I think that Stoker also used some of these things uh, to create uh, the vampire or Dracula and uh, of course, Black Bane Baylor and Count Dracula. So I, I, I mean, I understand that the movie is saying like, oh yeah, Avertag, but obviously it wasn't just Avertag, it well, was other things. I think that's what we found in horror, uh, whether you're reading like a Stephen King book or whether you're uh, watching a, a series or a movie, uh, the, the truth that's in a lot of uh, the world around us can be shaped in a very horrifying way. Right. And I've, I've mentioned this before uh, to you, but uh, there is one that has uh, inspired werewolves. It's it's werewolf syndrome, but it's called hyperticosis. Yeah. And it's 
a characterization for having excessive hair growth everywhere on a person's body. I always tell you that I always think I have it because I have <laughs> hair all over my face, literally all over my face. Um, so, I well, think, so do I. <laughs> right. So I think that um, those are things that you can really like, I don't want to say exploit, but you can uh, weave them into a story and right. make it believable. And, and I agree with you on that, that that is a interesting aspect to uh, vampirism. And um, but but definitely, um, I think uh, the movie three good acts very good, solid beginning, a really interesting uh, midsection. And I loved the climax of the movie. I thought it was uh, it was heartfelt. It was touching. It was creepy. Uh, it was everything that um, I look for in a, in a horror movie. Um, let's get to final ratings. Um, out of 10, what would you rate Boys from County Hell? Um, I think it's uh, 8.59 out of 10 for sure. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. Uh, definitely going to go eight and a half, nine. Uh, I think it's a solid movie. Uh, the laughs were there. It was had some funny moments, had some creepy moments. Um, these are the movies that I look forward to watching with you and also recommending to our listeners out there. And we would also probably go as far as recommending Midnight Mass as well, oh, even though right that's now. not yes. <laughs> what this episode's about. Right. But uh, definitely check that out too, because that's also a new uh, series that we would recommend. Um for Boys from County Hell, you can uh, catch this on Shutter. Uh, you can, uh, if you if you're more of a physical release person, uh, you can pick this up now. It is out. Uh, it came out recently. Um, overall, we both recommend it. Um, I think that's all we have for this episode. Uh, Gabe, I want to thank you again for joining us. Uh, it's always fun to do these reaction reviews. It's uh, a pleasure to be here. And I just want to mention that I hope that everybody enjoys the scene where they call the police as much as we did. <laughs> I completely forgot that scene. Uh, yeah, because we don't want to spoil too much because this is one of those that we really don't want to give too much away. But uh, definitely uh, look out for the scene where the cops are called because that scene is probably one of the standout moments. Oh, for me. sure. It definitely has one of the best lines, if not uh, lines of dialogue. That's correct. Um, that you'll find uh, in the movie. Well, that's it for this week's bonus episode. Uh, you can reach me at FatalFollowerPresents at Gmail, uh, FatalFollower on Horror Amino, or FatalFollowerPresents on Twitter and Facebook. Stay spooky, stay safe, and enjoy the October season. Bye-bye. <laughs>